You are all very welcome this evening. Thank you for coming. And we welcome those who join us online as well. May the Lord draw near to meet with us afresh and to abundantly bless us. Let us commence our worship as we turn to use the words of Psalm 103 on page 369 and we sing the first five verses. O thou my soul, bless God the Lord, and all that in me is, be stirred up his holy name to magnify and bless. Bless, O my soul, the Lord thy God, and not forgetful be of all his gracious benefits he hath bestowed on thee. Psalm 103, O thou my soul, bless God the Lord.
Let's come before God in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, our gracious and loving Father in heaven, it is our joy, our privilege, our delight, yea, it is our duty to come before you this evening. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. And we thank you, Lord God, that although our voices may be small and weak and to us insignificant, we thank you that we can join with all your saints on earth and all the hosts of heaven and praise and adore your glorious name. The Lord has done great things for us whereof we are glad and it is right and fitting that we come to your house this evening hour and give you the glory. We thank you for this, your own day. We thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for meeting with us this morning as we worshipped you. You have been with us every moment since. And we thank you that you have supplied our every need. We have lacked no good thing. And we acknowledge the giver and all that you have given to us. We thank you this evening that we meet together in praise, in worship, and around your word. We thank you for your written eternal word. It has been such a blessing to us. May it be a further blessing as we ponder its truths this evening. Draw near to us, take your word, break it down, make it plain and simple for us. Help us to cling on to it, help us to believe it, help us to practice it. We pray that your precious word would find a resting place in our hearts and in our lives. Be with your people wherever they meet together for worship tonight. We pray, Lord, that you would draw near to them. May they know your presence. May they know your blessing. And we pray, Lord, particularly, we would ask of you for the suffering church, the persecuted church, in whatever continent whatever country they are we pray heavenly father that you would draw near to them support them and help them encourage them strengthen them and keep them faithful to the lord jesus and enable them to witness a good confession for him we commit our evening worship into your hands Lead us and guide us and help us by your Holy Spirit. And to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we would ascribe all glory and honor. As in Christ's name we pray. 
Amen. We further sing to God's praise, turning to Psalm 95 on page 357, and we sing the first six verses. Psalm 95, O come, let us sing to the Lord, come, let us every one a joyful noise make to the rock of our salvation. Let us before his presence come with praise and thankful voice. Let us sing psalms to him with grace and make a joyful noise. We have some good singers in this congregation and we have some who think themselves not to be good singers. Well, to the good singers sing up and to the, those who think they're poor singers, what this psalm tells us to do, make a joyful noise. So good singers and joyful noisers, let us sing. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Come, let us, everyone. <coughs>
Our scripture reading this evening is found in the prophecy of Isaiah and chapter 43. And we'll read the first 21 verses. Isaiah chapter 43. Let us hear the word of God. But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel your Saviour. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honoured, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes, who are deaf yet have ears. All the nations gather together, and the peoples assemble. Who among them can declare this, and show us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove them right, and let them hear and say, It is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. I, I am the Lord, and besides me there is no Saviour. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. And you are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God. Also, henceforth I am he. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work, and who can turn it back? Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I send to Babylon, 
and bring them all down as fugitives, even the Chaldeans in the ships in which they rejoice. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing, now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild beasts will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. Amen, and we trust the Lord to add his blessing to this reading of his word. Let's again turn to God in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God and everlasting Father, we thank you for your witnesses in the world today. We thank you that although there is a great turning away from the things of God, you have never left yourself without a witness. We thank you for the witness of this congregation. Oh, cause it to be a light that is set on a hill, a light that cannot be hidden, a light that cannot be extinguished. Oh, do send forth your light and your truth and guide many to your holy hill. We pray for the area in which you have placed this congregation of your people. We pray for those who are different and careless concerning spiritual realities. We ask, Lord, that you would have mercy upon them and visit them with your great salvation. We thank you for all who serve you in this congregation. We thank you for our minister. Continue to bless your servant on holiday. Be unto him all that he needs you to be. Bless his wife and family and undertake for them. We thank you for our session and we pray your blessing upon them and upon the deacons. We thank you for our clerk of session. We thank you for our presenters and those who so faithfully Sunday by Sunday lead the praise of your people. We give thanks, Heavenly Father, for the creche, for caring 
for the little ones and we thank you for all those ladies who are on the crash rota. We thank you for the AV team and those who look after technical concerns. Lord, we thank you for the gifts you have given to them. Continue to use them for your glory. We pray, Lord, for the team that helps out with little dolphins. We thank you, Lord, for this witness. May you continue to bless it. And although the clubs have finished for the season, we thank you for all those who uh, contribute to their being well run. We thank you for the work of Sunday school. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless all who teach there. In a practical matter, we thank you for those who help to clean the church and those who are on the rota for the cutting of the grass. Lord, for everyone who helps in any way to the running of this congregation, we give thanks and pray your blessing upon them. And may they know with gratitude that it is the Lord God that they serve. Bless us now, as in we turn to your word. We pray that you would take your truth and apply it to every heart and help us to give you the glory that is due to your name. For Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Our next psalm is Psalm 34, the 34th psalm, and we sing the first nine verses. God will I bless all times, his praise my mouth shall still express. My soul shall boast in God, the meek shall hear with joyfulness. God will I bless all times, his praise. God.
Now let us with God's help and his enabling grace turn to the first two verses that we read from Isaiah chapter 43 and let us remember that at the very beginning it tells us but now thus says the Lord it is the Lord speaking it is the Lord speaking to his people and we should always give careful attention to every time the Lord speaks and to everything that he says and here's my first point there is something to consider and it's the first word of verse 2 when I don't know what version of the Bible you use I don't know what's your favorite version but I hope that it does say when if it says if get rid of that version of scripture it's not dependable when when you pass through the waters when you walk through the fire when we can expect trouble difficulty trials tribulations we are bound to expect it because the scripture says when not if when and there are reasons for that because we live in a fallen world oh how fallen it is oh how broken it is and it seems to get even worse as the months and years pass think of the countless hundreds of thousands if not millions of people who at this present moment in time are enduring great suffering our television screens are full of it we cannot escape observing it but that's all that we do we observe it there is such trouble difficulty brokenness in the world and we are told in Job chapter 14 and the first verse man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble does that not sum up most people's life few days but full of trouble when not if because we live in a fallen world another reason to expect trouble our perfect saviour perfect sinless pure undefiled our perfect saviour 
was not exempt from suffering. If anyone deserved to be free from suffering, it is that perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ. But he wasn't spared suffering. Don't we acknowledge him as the man of sorrows and acquainted with grief? And I would put to you that his sorrows and his griefs were incomparable to any sorrows or griefs that anyone else ever had. Because he bore in his own body on that tr cruel tree of Calvary the sins of those who would trust in him. And also he told us, he warned us to expect it too. John chapter 15 verses 18 to 21 if the world hates you you know that it has hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you are not of the world but I chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. And in John chapter 16 and the first four verses, again, it is Jesus speaking. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when the hour comes, you may remember that I told them uh, to you. Jesus warned us to expect trouble and difficulty. And if it hasn't already come to us, it most likely, most certainly will come in the future. We cannot escape it. If trouble has visited us in the past and it is now past, we can, we can offer a sigh of relief that it's past. 
But there's no guarantee anywhere in Scripture that this same trouble will not visit us again and again and maybe again. And if trouble has come to us in the past and we're expecting that perhaps the same trouble will visit us again, not, ne- not necessarily. It may come in a different way, at a different time, in a different manner, a different kind of trouble, a different kind of testing and trial. But this we can be sure, trouble will come. We cannot escape it. When? When? Not if. Something to consider. Now, I I am aware that what I have said to you is not really nice, not really edifying to expect trouble, to expect difficulty that times ahead may be tougher and worse than times that are past. But let me encourage you now with my second main point. Something to ponder. We thought about something to consider when, not if. Now something to ponder. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. Twice in these verses, we are told, pass through. And three times, waters, rivers, fire and flame are mentioned. These four words, waters, rivers, fire and flame. Two different elements, fire and water. But notice what it says. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Esther used to teach in Nigeria with a godly senior teacher, Dorothy. She was an excellent teacher, but she also had a a wonderful God-given ministry counseling students, especially Christian students. And the first sign of trouble When they got into difficulty of any description, they would run to Dorothy Martin 
and seek her counsel. And Dorothy used to regularly turn to the Gospels and turn to these five words from the Bible. And it came to pass. And she would calm the students down, stop them from panicking, assure them this trouble will not last forever. It will pass by like a heavy storm cloud overhead. It may rain, torrential rain, but the cloud will pass. And it came to pass. And here we have, when you pass through the waters, when you walk through the fire, it will come to pass. Let me encourage you with any trouble that you're suffering at present. It will come to pass with God's help and by his grace. As I think about Dorothy Martin and Nigeria, I'm reminded of when there was an accident on the notorious Nigerian roads, cars were written off and just left by the roadside. They were not removed. They weren't taken to a scrapyard. They were just left there to rust away. And I remember because Nigerian taxis love to have coats on their vehicles. Some of them were Sam quotations. Some of them were other forms of scripture. Some of them were just proverbs. And I remember seeing a taxi that had been wrecked, absolutely wrecked. But on the back window, it was still intact and there was a sticker. No condition is permanent. Well, that condition was. But in God's hands, trouble though it comes, it will not be permanent. You remember what John Newton wrote in his hymn Amazing Grace. Through many dangers, through many dangers, toils and snares, I have already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Something to consider when. Something to ponder when you pass through. Now I want to leave you with something to remember. Something to remember and never ever forget. No matter how difficult your circumstances may be. And it's found twice in verse 2 and also in verse 5. 
I will be with you in verse 2. Verse 5, fear not, for I am with you. What a blessing this is. What a comfort. To know that whatever we go through in life, that we have beside us, that we have within us the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. I will be with you. I would suggest to you if you are enduring trial, trouble, difficulty, that you write these words out on a card, place it somewhere where it will catch your eye regularly in case you do not remember, in case you're liable to forget. Write it down, make it clear, make it plain, put it in a prominent place. I will be with you. I want to give you four reasons why Jesus will be with us. And the first one, he ought to be. Now I say this with all due reverence and humility. I am not dictating to the Lord. I'm simply stating what comes out of Scripture here. He ought to be with us. Why? Well, because in verse 1, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel. Verse 1, verse 7, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. In any moral code, the Creator has a responsibility to the created. And our great Creator, the Lord God Almighty, has responsibility for us. And so he has promised to be with us because he ought to be. Verse 3 tells us, For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. If you are trusting the Lord Jesus personally, if you are rolling all your concerns and worries onto him, he ought to be and he will be concerned for you. And better than just concern, he will be with you. 
He ought to be. Secondly, he wants to be. Verse 4. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored and I love you. I give men in return for you, people in exchange for your life. Because you are precious in my eyes. He regards us, his own true believing people, as the apple of his eye. Oh, that I could convey to you how precious you are as a believer in Jesus. How precious you are to him. And so he wants to be. He is not going to leave you to battle on on your own. He will be with you. He will be beside you. Because he wants to be. I would even put it to you that he probably wants even more to be with us than we are to ask him for his help and for his support. He ought to be, he wants to be. Thirdly, he has promised to be. He has promised, here we have it. Here's the promise. I will be with you. Verse 2 and verse 5, it's repeated here. But also in Hebrews 13, verse 5, has he not said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He has promised John chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, Jesus speaks about the wolf coming amongst the sheep. And the hireling who is paid to look after the sheep sees the wolf coming and is afraid of his own life, worried for the saving of his own skin and so the harling, the hard hand just runs away he just flees he scatters, he gets out of the picture he leaves the sheep to the wolf that's a picture of the devil the one who doesn't care one jot about what trouble we are facing or what trouble we are in. He will clear off. But Jesus contrasts himself to the hard hand. And he will stay with the sheep. No matter what it costs him. And it did cost him in a few chapters further on in John when we read about the crucifixion of the Saviour, the good shepherd of the sheep. He says, I lay down my life for the sheep. He has promised to be. 
Finally, we need him to be. Oh, how much we need him. How much we need to depend upon him. We are human. He is divine. We are weak. But he is almighty. And we are beset by many dangers. But he knows the way. He goes before us in the path of life. He will never leave us. We need him. He knows that we need him and he will be there. He will show himself strong on our behalf. What did David write? Words we know so well. Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. No evil. Not because I am strong, courageous, brave, put on a brave face. No. Here's the secret. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We need him to be. And when we depend on Jesus Christ at the very point of our need, we will find As we have found in the past, so we will find again and again. He will never fail us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He will never run away. He will never stand idly by and say, I'm sorry, there's not much I can do for you. No, he will be with us. I will be with you. Something to remember. So take these points away with you please. Something to consider when. Something to ponder when you pass through. And something to remember. I will be with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your Son, our Saviour, the Lord Jesus. We thank you for all that he means to his people. We thank you for all that he does for his own beloved. And we thank you for his written word which will never ever pass away. Oh, we give thanks for the Saviour and all that he means to us. Help us to trust him more and more. Help us to rely upon him. Help us to take your word to our hearts this evening. And although we may not at this present moment in time be undergoing trouble or trials, 
They will come sometime in the future. So help us to remember your word. And maybe we do know someone who is going through trouble. And we want to help them. We want to comfort them. Help us to take these divine words and share them with them. And enable us by your grace to live lives, not lives that are fearful, but lives that are hopeful and lives that rejoice in what Jesus can do. For your name's sake. Amen. Our closing psalm is 130 on page 421. And we sing the whole psalm. Lord, from the depths to thee I cried, my voice, Lord, do thou hear. Unto my supplications voice, give an attentive ear. Lord, who shall stand if thou, O Lord, shouldst mark iniquity? But yet with you forgiveness is that feared thou mayest be. All of Psalm 130, Lord, from the depths to thee I cried.
And now may grace, mercy and peace from God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit rest upon you and remain with you this night 